are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening into Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every single day of the week. Our host or co-host for the day is Kane Robb. He's the new host of Locked On Golden Gophers covering Minnesota. I was just telling Kane, it's a team that needs coverage here on the Locked On Network. A lot of really, really passionate Gopher fans. So I'm really, really excited to get that show going up again. It's at LO Golden Gophers on Twitter. Kane's personal Twitter at 4KaneRobVideo. That's the number four Kane Rob video. So Kane, it's been a couple of weeks here. Welcome into the Locked On Podcast Network. Appreciate you coming on and getting Gophers coverage back going for us. And I saw someone put on Twitter, Real Gophers fan hosting this show. Now I hosted before. I'm not a Gopher alumni fan really or anything like that, but obviously was happy to keep up with the team, had a really good time and became a fan in the time that I did it. How are you enjoying things so far? And of course, uh, how, how are all the Gopher fans treating you? You know, I'm, I'm loving it so far. Everybody's been super welcoming. Uh, I'm excited to kind of grow that community and get the Gophers fans kind of listening and getting them back on board after that brief hiatus. And so we're excited to get it rolling. You know, the season is promising, even though we've had some breaking transfer news and whatnot in the last week or so. But I think overall we're going to be okay. And I've had a great experience thus far in these first two weeks. Well, let's talk about Gophers a little bit here. I mean, we're going to talk football later on with draft prospects, Boy Mafe, Daniel Falele, out of these, out of this school. But uh, you mentioned just kind of looking forward to the future of the Gophers. It was last week a couple of projected win totals came out saying this team could easily compete for the West. How are you feeling about where Minnesota stands as it gets ready to lose a lot of good players, which we'll mention, but P.J. Fleck usually does a pretty good job of replacing them? Yeah, you know, I think that we're in a good place still. You know, we lost a lot of people, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I had talked about this past week as well, that I truly think we could win 10 plus games this season. And I think that we'll be right there. There's three games that I think are a competitive toss up if we are playing at the level that we we can play at. And so as long as we're not dropping silly games like Bowling Green last year, um, I think we'll be right there with the top contenders in the Big Ten. Much improved Gopher team at the end of the season than what we saw at the beginning of the season. You hope that that team can just hopefully put a whole season together and again, get to that 10 win mark and maybe even compete for a Big Ten title later on as well. Uh, Minnesota basketball is in a little bit of a different state. Uh, obviously, as we just start to introduce you here again, Kane Rob, the new host of Locked On Golden Gophers, here with us on Locked On Big Ten. Uh, ben Johnson exceeded what was zero expectations this first season, but uh, it w- was a far exceeding of those expectations. I thought he did a really good job with what he was able to do in the offseason first off, which was more when even I was there still hosting that show. But in what he put together in his first year with this team and being able to do it with kind of again just an island of misfit toys still that he's trying to really put together I mean what have you gotten just in the sense of again it hasn't really been a full basketball season for you yet with this squad but as someone who's watched before the atmosphere around what he's building what is it 
I truly think it's pretty exciting what is building around here. Now, I know Gophers fans are kind of impatient because we want the success right away, but it is a rebuild. And so what we had just done with multiple transfers coming in, and we had seven of those transfers now graduate, it's going to take a little bit of time. But what's exciting is that the culture that he's already established within that first year and the players actually seemed like they're fully invested and bought in. And not only that, but he was able to hold on to local talent, which has been a constant struggle. And I know the fan base has consistently been asking for something like that. Now it wasn't the number one guy in state, but we have to work up to something like that. So I believe we're at least on the right path. And I am excited for what Ben Johnson has been bringing in just a short amount of time. Well, we've got plenty of time to talk football season and basketball season as we get you in here on locked on big 10 more cane, but In a second, we got to get to the immediate task at hand, and that's the NFL draft coming up later on here in the month. Gophers have a couple of players who are just physically huge and monstrous. We don't need Kane's expertise to learn that, but we'll get him in for the skill sets and the other stuff that we want to know here on Locked On Big Ten in just a second. Well, if you're someone who listens to sports podcasts, you might be someone who also puts some money on sports as well. And if you are a sports betting guy, there is no better place for you to go than betonline.net. It's the best place for all of your information going into games, actually putting money on those games, and getting all sorts of different varieties of bets out there too, so you can make sure that you've got yourself covered across everything. Head on over to Bet Online now to see what I'm talking about. they got a really nice website, and if you've been betting on sports online for a while, you know that's not always the case, but they've got it taken care of over there. they got you taken care of over there. It's where the game starts at Bet Online. I'm back in on Locked On Big Ten alongside Cade Robb, the host of Locked On Golden Gophers, and our co-host here today, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're talking Minnesota Gophers draft prospects because Minnesota has a couple of very, very interesting potential first-round picks here coming up in this draft in that the Gophers are boasting some just huge physical prototype kind of players in Daniel Falele, who we'll get to, and also Boy Mafe, a guy who comes into the NFL draft combine with everyone pretty much saying, if this guy is really as fast and strong and jumps as far as what he's saying he is doing, then he's going to be shooting up draft boards. He did that ends up at what's uh, what was it? 260 pounds running a four, five, four, 40 puts up a bunch of reps on the Brent bench press too. I remember, I don't even remember how exactly many it was, but the point is the intangibles are there with him. What is it that, NFL teams are worried about with Boy Amafe? Um, I believe the number one thing that teams are slightly worried about is more so his age. He would be an older rookie coming into the leagues. He's coming in at 23, which, I mean, that doesn't sound too old, especially in terms of um, where the average fan may be as far as age goes. Before a football player itself, 23 is on the older side for a rookie. And that being said, he also could take a little bit of time to develop. Like you said, the athleticism, the explosion, the speed is all there, but he might not be able to be an immediate starter. So then if you're investing time into him on top of him being an older age, you might not get as long of a window as you're hoping from some other rookie that may be coming in two years younger than him. 
But I, I mean, just as far as what you see on the field from him, it, it's again, absolutely dominant at times with what he's able to do, but it, it seems like some of the fundamentals may be lacking a bit just because uh, again, he's someone who is trying to figure everything out still really good for sure. I think, I think it's going to take some time to develop. I mean, the mechanics and the get off off of the line are a little bit slower than what you would like, but that being said, he's proven through his metrics that he has that explosion. So you're hoping that with some coaching and with some development, he can put it all together and get off quicker. Um, I think one thing that was interesting, especially at the senior bowl though, is that coming into the senior bowl coaches were requesting that he would train with his hand in the ground, which he hadn't been playing that sort of technique with the Gophers. And in a matter of five days, he kind of worked with his trainers, with his uh, coaches that he was working with and worked on that skill itself. And as we saw at the senior bowl, I mean, he ended up being the team player of the game on his side of the team for the senior bowl. So, I mean, in that quick amount of time, he learned extremely fast. So if he can put that together, even at the next level, I think the sky's the limit for him. So while boy, Mafe definitely impressed a whole bunch of scouts with some of the numbers he put up at the combine, he was a bit overshadowed even on his own team by the numbers put out just in pure size by Daniel Valele on that defensive line. If he gets drafted to the NFL, he will challenge the record for biggest as far as just straight up pounds NFL player ever after measuring it. I think it was 380 something at the combine, but the man's physically huge. We know Mm -hmm. that. What are the other strengths that he brings uh, to a team in the NFL? So Fa Lele is a, he, like you said, he's a massive human being. I mean, 384 pounds and he's six foot seven or six foot eight, I believe. So, I mean, just massive, but I think something that he it's going to possibly hurt him in the NFL is that he doesn't have any speed. And I mean, being an offensive lineman, it's not detrimental not to have speed, but I don't think he'll ever be able to play the left tackle position, the backside of the quarterback, just because you do need a quicker get off to be able to get to that weak side. Um, But that shouldn't be too much of a concern because he played right tackle throughout almost his entirety of his career with the Gophers. So I think the one concern that really stood out to me over his pro day and combine was that he only put up 24 reps on the bench press. I mean, he was actually outdone by Boye Mafe in the bench press. And you think at 384 pounds, he'd maybe get a little bit more than 24 out there. Not a huge concern, but maybe he's not as powerful as we think. And that's the question always when you get into these bigger, bigger offensive linemen. It's a kind of up and down relationship. If the size go up, the questions about the speed is going to go up too. That's just hand in hand. So I I think the question becomes, one, how high up a draft board can just being big get you? But at the same time, too, like you said, this is not somebody who is going to be able to play every single position on the line. Maybe he's going to be an outstanding NFL player. Maybe he's going to be playing long enough where, honestly, when you draft a first round offensive lineman, you're saying that, 
hey, this needs to be a safe pick that can be on our line for the next 10 years if you're going to use a first round pick there. So when you look at the draft prospects for him solely on just what he can do on draft night, do you feel like this is someone that someone will risk, a team will risk spending a first round pick on given those kind of question marks that he has? If I'm being honest with myself, I don't think he'll end up a day one pick. I truly think he'll probably end up in the later second round, maybe even early third round, depending on how much teams invest into those other athletic categories, such as speed or explosion. That being said, he is a mammoth of a human being and some coach out there on the D or on the offensive line is going to be like, we can hone this guy in and he will be a game changer. Someone's going to think that they can do it, whether they can or not is another thing to be proven but i think he'll go late second round most likely if he falls it'll be early third round that's kind of an advantage for both of these guys mafe and Falele. they're both such physical specimen that when you get to draft night you're right there's going to be every single nfl front office is going to think oh if he gets here we can get him to where we want him to be it's much better to have i guess that uh, raw thing to be able to mold then I, I i'm just saying it like if they don't have the skills maybe it doesn't help them overall in the nfl career but as far as on draft night there isn't a single coach out there who thinks that he can't coach one of these <laughs> guys into being a great player right so it's it's at least i think going to help at least how good they are physically on draft night too. I mean, that's not that hard to figure out. The draft combine has a big, big impact. Uh, Kane, is there somebody else we need to be talking about here before we let you go as far as just a Minnesota Gophers draft prospects? I know those are the two kind of featured guys who could go early here. I do think there's one other name for sure that people should keep an eye on, and that's offensive guard Blaze Andrews. He was also a key part of that offensive line that helped the Gophers power run game throughout the past few seasons. He was an all big 10 first team voted by the media and all big 10 third team voted three times. So three years in a row, he was all big 10 third team. But the biggest thing for me is that his relative athletic score was actually a 9.8. So he tested really well in speed. He tested good in the composition size, and then he tested well in explosion as well. And I think the thing that will really help him is that he's extremely versatile on the offensive line, which has been more and more of something that seems to be standing out to scouts. I think of Elton Jenkins with the Packers where they can move him all across the line. And that's something that Blaze Andrews has the capability to do. When he was with the Gophers, he was mainly playing at left and right guard, but he also had games at right tackle and a couple games at left tackle. So that versatility really could help him. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him go on day two, maybe in the third round. Yeah, he's a name that if you follow Minnesota Gophers football, you obviously have learned very, very well over the last few years. He's been a huge, huge piece on that offensive line, as well as Daniel Falele and on the other side, Boy Mafe, too. Kane Robb's the host of Locked On Golden Gophers every single weekday where you can get the great info like this on everything going on up in the Twin Cities at U of M. It's going to be a whole lot of fun getting you in here more often here to talk with us on Locked On Big Ten about everything going on in the conference. And I'm also really pumped that we got someone back on that Locked On Golden Gophers show too, Kane. It's been fun having you on here. I remind everyone where they can get to you before we let you go. Yep, you can check me out at 4 Kane Rob video 
on Twitter, or you can just follow the LO Gophers Twitter and you can find me there as well. And be sure to start following that. We want to build this community up. And if you ever have any questions or anything, feel free to send a DM to that account. We do a mailbag episode every week now, so we'll get those questions answered. But I'm excited to be a part of it all. It's going to not be too hard to find Gopher fans. I know it was, they're <laughs> looking, they're looking for stuff to, to take in on all this stuff. That's at least what I found when I was in my time doing the show. Again, Kane, thanks again for coming on. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. Big thanks again to Kane Rob being on the show with us today. Again, he's the new host of Locked On Golden Gophers. So if you're a Minnesota fan, give that show a follow right now. He's doing really good things here off the bat with the show. Now, let's get into anything that you may have missed over the Big Ten in news before we head out for the day. Something we should have talked about yesterday but are getting to here today. Trace Jackson Davis has declared for the NBA draft. We'll have Jacob Rude on later this week, and he'll talk more about what's going on with that and where Trace Jackson Davis stands. We talked to him last week about it, too, but now that the news is out there, we'll see if anything has changed. As far as Jackson Davis goes, he is leaving the door open to get back to college. He's all over NBA draft boards right now, which makes it seem like, at least for me, that gives him a kind of a value of doing this. A lot of guys go in and test the waters in the NBA draft and kind of learn that they're exactly where all the experts have them projected to be. But the projections on him are just all over the place. Some places have him as an early second round pick. Some places have him going undrafted. A couple I saw had him going maybe even at the end of the first round. But obviously that's a big, big difference being a first-round pick especially, but even going beginning of the second to undraft is obviously huge too. But if he can go out and see that there's a team that really wants him or maybe get the kind of whatever reassurance it is that he needs, he can go pro. But at least with what I've seen right now from where he stands, I don't think at least I would be leaning to him coming back to school to play. It's not anything that's educated at all. He hasn't said much about where he's leaning in making this decision, but I would say that at least where he stands in the NBA draft right now, I don't know if there's a way for him to get much better by coming back to Indiana as far as draft prospects go, but I don't know exactly if it's something that he wants to do right now if it's not a sure thing, which it seems like it isn't right now. But again, we'll talk to Jacob more about that later. Other big news from over the day, WNBA draft, four Big Ten players selected. We'll run through them here now. Northwestern Veronica Burton, number seven overall to the Dallas Wings. Another first-round pick in Michigan's Nia Cloudon. She went number 12 overall to the Connecticut Sun. Second-round pick, Naz Hillman, also out of Michigan, number 15 overall to the Atlanta Dream. And in the third round, Indiana's Allie Patberg is staying home. Pick number 34 overall to the Indiana Fever. We'll, of course, have to talk more about those ladies at some point, too. I'm admittedly very lacking on the women's basketball coverage here recently and throughout the season, but we're going to get more into things as the Big Ten has been huge in women's basketball as of late. We'll talk more about that with people later on, maybe Jacob Rood, as he's been a big women's basketball guy. But until tomorrow, you've been listening into Locked On Big Ten. Thanks, as always, for joining us here on the show. Tomorrow, we've got Ryan Herrings of Locked On Badgers. Going to have him back on here to talk more about everything going on in the conference every weekday. Until then, Nate Dickinson with Locked On Big Ten.